We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. been a pretty wild uh wild couple weeks and yeah, <laughs> receiver recruiting ryan has, has really been a an interesting affair yep. who i thought was going to be in the class two months ago is not at all what's going to be in the class what i think is going to be in the class now matter of fact the only guy that i thought was going to be in the class two months ago that i think is going to n- now be in the class it's Cam Williams. It was already in the class yes been in the class you know, for a minute yeah we're talking about so some different guys that we thought Notre Dame like that they passed on and and those type of things and and uh you know I I look at it and say I uh, it's just it's completely done a 180 but in the last two weeks Notre Dame's receiver recruiting Ryan has taken a completely different shift and I have to say um it's going to look a lot different. I want to give you a chance to speak on it. And then I want yeah. to kind of also speak on the fact that it's actually kind of impressive to watch how it shifted because they were willing to back off guys that they liked and 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 had a good shot with because they found other guys that they liked even better. Yeah. And that I, that that take that's where you need to be as a coaching staff, in my view. I think the last week and a half, Brian, last 10 days, I would quantify it as clarity. There's been a lot of clarity to the 2024 receiving class for Notre Dame. Like we knew Cam Williams is, you know, he's rated as a five star on the, on now on the two, four, seven composite ranking, right? Like he's one, he's one of those guys and we know how good Cam could be as a football player. And he's been the certainty in the class. But to your point over the last few months, we've been talking about guys like Ryan Wingo, like Jeremiah McClellan. There's been a, a lot of different names out there in the universe. But over the last week and a half, we've had three guys on the on campus specifically that I think are very important guys for Notre Dame in this class. Two for sure. No doubt about it, right? I think all three are important. It's just about so. what are the numbers going to look like and could you 100%. take all three of them? But yes, continue. It's, so it started with last week. We had, of course, Jason Robinson, who was out of – um, out of uh, Long, Long Beach, Beach Poly. Yep, out in California, who is a 5'9", 160 pounds, 
really dynamic space player, really good route runner. He's a former USC commit who was on campus last Monday at Notre Dame and ended up spending three days at Notre Dame. And that was kind of an unexpected three days. He was really planning. Fadley was planning on maybe a day, and then you get back on Tuesday. But they stayed until Wednesday, man. And, I mean, quite simply, Notre Dame has just completely flipped the script on that recruitment. And even while he was committed to USC, per person that he kept talking about, Brian, consistently was Chancey. Chancey, man. Chancey. Chancey has really excited not only Jason Robinson, but also – his parents and his family, his younger brothers. There is a legitimate buzz in their family for Coach Stuckey for a little bit of his background, but more than anything, the authenticity that he brings to the table, man. How on how consistent, persistent he has been as a recruiter has been great for Jason. It really has. So Notre Dame has put themselves in a great position with Jason Robinson. Great position with Jason Robinson, who intends on taking an official visit to Notre Dame into in the future as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And yes. that's that's the interesting part of this. Because as of right now, Ryan, Notre Dame plans only take three receivers. Yes. They're open to potentially taking a fourth. And I think with Lorenzo Styles jumping in the portal, there's a chance that they could justify getting up to four. Becomes more likely. Especially yeah. if you decide, hey, we're not going to take a second tight end. You know, the, there's different aspects to this. The reason that it gets interesting is because there's some other positions Notre Dame would like to load up on in numbers this year. S- defensive line. Safety. I think they'd really like a number two back in this, or not a number two back, a second back. It doesn't mean that he has to be number two. Right. You know, I I think that there's a chance they go up to four offensive linemen. I just feel like when you look at their board, they don't necessarily need to get a third corner, but they really want Caleb Beasley. I wonder if they look at how good their freshman receiver class is and say, we've got Tobias who still has two years left minimum, you know, before he's even draft eligible. And then you've got the four, the four freshmen, three of which have already on been camp, camps and look great. You've already got Cam Williams. Do you want to take four in this class if that means you can't take a sixth defensive lineman or a fourth third safety or a third corner, second running back? And I think that's the rub, you know, yeah. that Notre Dame is in. They have four guys that they they really like at receiver, 
but they may, or actually, excuse me, they have five guys that they really like a receiver, but they might only be able to take two of them. And so that's the thing is the guys that are wanting to take this, drag this thing on. Okay. I get that, but just know that you may not have a spot left. Yeah. And it's actually a really unique problem to have. And, a, and kind of a good problem to have is which really good player do we not have room for if that's yeah. what it comes down to, or, Hey, we have to take a fourth guy because the guy's on the border too good. And that's <laughs> when you bring up Jason Robinson, that's the interesting, right? Because you and I both know this, Ryan, it's easy to say, well, just take four, right. but it's, 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 you got to look at the makeup of your roster, you know, cause what is, cause if you take four, when you go into the 2024 season, there's a chance you have Jaden Thomas, Deion Colsey, Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, the eight freshmen. If you take four, there's a chance you're going to have 12 wide receivers on your roster. That's at least one too many numbers right. wise. That's got to come from, this is what people don't understand. Okay, cool. Yeah, it takes one. Okay, fine. Where are you taking that from? Right. Because you only have 85. What position are you stealing that from? Right? You, you you have to be able to, you not you, Ryan, but like when, when we're having this conversation, you have to be yep. able to answer that question. And that's the tough spot as Notre Dame is. Now, I think the offensive staff is trying to bang for a fourth, but the head coach and the recruiting coordinator, they have to kind of make, th- those are the ones that have to make those tough decisions. And it, it's going to be a tough one. It, it, it really is. I hope they can get to four, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I hope they're able to get the four. I hope I so, too. Got to make it work. I mean, because this weekend, obviously, there was two other very important wide receivers on campus. And Micah Gilbert out of Charlotte Christian in North Carolina. And then, of course, Isaiah Canyon out of Warner Robins in Georgia. And, you know, by the intel that we've been able to get to gain. And, again, you guys would have known this Sunday morning if you were on boards at irishbreakdown.com as far as the intel we were hearing from the recruiting visits Things have gone incredibly well with both Micah Gilbert and Isaiah Canyon. We know that Micah Gilbert has already set up a college decision for the second of next month at four o'clock Eastern time. I mean, we expect it's, Notre it's, Dame it's, to be a. Yes. Can I? Can I just because the way you said that, Ryan, is a hundred percent accurate. Yep. But to be more clear, it's next Tuesday, right? Yes. Like you say, the second of next month. I think <laughs> oh, it's a ways down. It's six days from now. It's today the 27th? Is today the 26th? Today's the 26th. So Sunday's the 30th, Monday's May 1st, and then Tuesday's May 2nd. So you are correct. It is the second. It's the Tuesday of first Tuesday of next month, but that's in six days, right? And that's one, Ryan. Let's talk about that one for a second. Yeah. You and I have known they've liked Micah Gilbert for a while, but this thing, it's kind of like that scene from Anchorman, right? That escalated in a hurry you <laughs> know what i mean quickly. like yeah. that got out of hand fast that jumped up a notch right like you're coming in you, first of all they were it was hard, they weren't sure they were even going to get him on campus for a visit there for a little bit like would he be able to make it he had some other trips planned you finally get him in for the blue gold game and it didn't take long ryan for notre dame to really which is why notre dame wanted to get him on campus so bad some kids man you get knew. them on campus and it just escalates that quickly yeah. because it's it's a different vibe. And I, I know that some people that aren't Notre Dame fans out there or haven't been to South Bend will just like roll their eyes on that. Like, oh yeah, it's so different. Like, it is bad. I, I don't know what to tell you about it. Like there's just a different vibe when you get on campus in Notre Dame. So Micah Gilbert, obviously they're in a very good position with going into his decision date on, for, on the second on Tuesday. Isaiah Canyon's another kid out of Warner Robins who is a 6'3", 
198-pound receiver, was verified 4-5-1 in the 40 at a camp a couple laser weeks, a few weeks ago. Yes, laser which time, means, official time. Which means hand-timed, he's in the 4-4s four is what yes. that oh, means. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. I mean, depends. if you have a fast finger, maybe he's in the high 4-3s. You never know. I mean, some people <laughs> don't have those fast fingers, but, but to your point, man, That's not very good athlete. fast fingers I want giving times. <laughs> exactly. High upside kid, though. He's a player that is asked to play quarterback, wide receiver, corner, everywhere for Warner Robbins. He's even the team's punter. Really excited to see what he looks like when he's able to mature as just the wide receiver at the next level. That's going to be very interesting. We expect Notre Dame to be – well, we know Notre Dame is in a very good position there. We'll see as far as when he decides to make a decision, but we expect it to not drag on too long, right? Like that's kind of where we are with that. So mm-hmm. the conversation piece to your point, Brian, is you have Micah Gilberts, Isaiah Canyon, and Jason Robbins, who I all think that you're in very good position for. There's technically right now for two spots that we know of, right? It could get pushed for a third. I would love Notre Dame to be able to take all three of those players because the reason that I really want it is because there's going to be natural attrition on a roster. You know, you talk about all the guys that could be back. We know that that doesn't typically always just work out like that. But in theory, I get the numbers for what it is right now. But also, all four of those receivers, if that was your end, if that was your end conversation of Cam Williams, Micah Gilberts, Isaiah Canyon and Jason Robinson, they're all so different, which makes me really excited about a possibility of having that in a class. I mean, you have Cam, who's kind of that field outside receiver, who's got vertical ability. He's twitchy. You got Isaiah Canyon, who's more of that boundary, explosive, fast downfield weapon, right? Then you have Micah Gilbert, who is could also play boundary, but he's a different type of boundary. He's more of your back shoulder, big boy type of slot boundary receiver who could also play in the slot because he's got good route running chops. And then you got Jason Robbins, who, who is at 5'9", 160, could fit into probably either yeah. field spots, run routes, work in space, and just be different, man. That the, would be a great blend of the, skill sets. The issue here, Ryan, that people seem to have is people think that this is like – I don't think people understand what it's what it takes putting a roster together. There's too many – people. just take a guy in case someone changes their mind. But what if somebody doesn't change their mind? Right. Like it's well, this year they got under eight. What you don't understand is like we uh, somebody in the chat love this guy, but he's like he does. He wants them to take a second running back. He wants them to take a second tight end. He wants them to take a fourth offensive lineman. He wants them to take four (laughs) receivers. He wants them to take six defensive linemen. He wants them to take four. eight. it's like, bro, you can't have one hundred five dudes on scholarship. (laughs) Right. Because now it's like you got to get you just you can't do that. Right. And the other part, too, is you don't want to do things that set yourself up for mass departures. Yeah. Bring in eight receivers in a two-year class. You look at it with no context. You're thinking, boy, that looks phenomenal. Right. But my whole thing is, this is about building a roster and 12 receivers is too much. In my opinion. Now you could say yes, but in 2024, Tyree's going to be a fifth year guy. There's no guarantee. He comes back fair. Right. Yeah. What if Dion can't? What if Dion? So then you're also looking at it. But after 2024, and this is the counter argument to what I'm saying. After 24, Dion's gone. Uh, Jaden Thomas is probably gone. Uh, Chris Tyree's definitely gone. And who knows if Tobias breaks out the next couple of years, he could be gone. And now all of a sudden you're looking at it to where now you're down to like seven. Uh, fair, fair. But then you go out and you fill up in 25 because when you look at the 25 board as well, Ryan. The, the 25 board has got some pretty darn good receivers on it already as well. 
For sure. You know, I mean, you, you look at obviously Dalen McCutcheon visited recently. They, Taz Williams uh, was just on campus. Taz this Williams, weekend. Quincy Porter is very high on Notre Dame. And then, of course, Taylor Taylor, to me, grades out higher as a sophomore than any of the guys that Notre Dame is looking at graded out as sophomores. Now, oh, Cam sophomores, Williams as a yeah. junior was phenomenal, but as a sophomore, he was outstanding. And so the whole thing is you have to understand this is about building a, a roster that's going to work that doesn't force a bunch of guys out. Yeah, and and so yeah, I would love to have all four of those guys, including Cam Williams, and I want Notre Dame to make it work. But you have to find a way to make it work. Now, if Notre Dame pushes for a fourth, that tells me that they're looking at their current receiver roster and they don't think everyone's going to be back in twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's where they'd have to make that decision. Hey, look, between this guy, this guy, and this guy, I'm pretty confident one of them is going to leave right then then okay so my whole thing is i'm not against taking all three i'd like to take all three right you know i'd like to take all three yeah i'm simply saying it's not as simple as if they don't take all three bash them it's not that simple right and especially because because my whole thing is you can't turn down canyon or gilbert to wait on jason robinson you can't i like jason robinson a lot and i know you like him a lot I do. But yeah. those are also really good football players, Canyon and, and Gilbert. And the funny thing is people say, well, G- Canyon's the guy you pass on. He's got the highest ceiling of all the guys we're talking about, in my opinion. And here's the other thing about Isaiah Canyon that, that's a little asterisk for me. If that dude decided next year he wanted to play defense, I'd take him at Notre Dame. He's a pretty good corner, man. <laughs> and is. I'd move him to safety. <laughs> yeah. And, and he'd probably be one of my top – so, again, that's the other reason I'm not passing on him. He's the one for sure I wouldn't well, pass on. To that degree, that. though, Brian, the fact that that could be a possibility, though, would yeah. that also figure into for maybe taking four? It yeah, for right. me. But, again, right. this right. is my – like, I, I'm with you all wanting to take all three. I'm with you. But the response that I don't like is if they don't take all three, I'm going to be pissed. Well, okay, but explain to me how it's going to work, though. Yeah. Right? I gave you my reasoning for why it might work. I think there's two reasons for it. But this is the difficult situation that Notre Dame finds themselves in. And all I'm trying to get people to do is not to say, uh, be agree with me. Yeah. I just want people to start thinking more about what roster building looks like. Yeah. And, and do you really want Notre Dame to get into the business of telling 10 kids every year you have to leave? Right. I don't. I really don't. Because Notre Dame was able to get away with things this year that they can't next year because of the way the rules are. Because this offseason was technically part of Marcus Freeman's first year, they could put kids on academic scholarships and no longer they can't do that next year. To get those yeah. kids off scholarship, you got to force them off the team and out of school. That's not Notre Dame, Notre Dame promises four year scholarships. If a kid chooses not to leave, it's not gonna leave. And there have been kids that Notre Dame has told, hey, you're not gonna play. Just being honest with you, you're not gonna play. We just want to let you know that. And the kid said, I understand. Are you going to go in the portal? No. Why? Because I came here to get a Notre Dame degree. That's the that's the thing. And you're going to tell me that you're going to support Marcus Freeman and his staff telling all those kids, I'm sorry, I don't care. Leave. No, right. I can't. And and I don't think that's who Marcus Freeman is either. I mean, he'll tell the kids straight up, hey, you're just, you're just you know, you're not going to play. I'm going to be honest with you, you're not going to play. And they should do that. But it's not as simple as just forcing a bunch of kids out. They, they can't do that. Yeah. And that's – if all of a sudden – Notre Dame starts doing that, 
then you lose sort of one of your greatest selling points, which is your degree. Well, hey, I'm not even promised to get that degree because you may decide in three years you don't want me and I can't get my degree anyway. That's not where Notre Dame wants to be. You can't, to, in order to get a fourth receiver or a third corner, you can't make take steps that now undercuts your greatest asset on the recruiting trail. Sure. Like that's the other part of this, Ryan. And so we, we, we got to be able to look at this and say, it's not as simple as that. Back to the receiver conversation. Yep. The thing about this whole thing, though, is holy moly, what a, di- a difference a couple years makes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. That we're in a situation where we're talking about which of these three guys that you and I like a ton are we are we as a staff, if we're Notre Dame, gonna maybe not take. Now, I I will say this talking yeah. to my sources. They would like to try to find a way. The offensive staff wants to make it work, but it's not always up to them. That's what y'all have to understand. This isn't Jared Parker saying, no, nah, I don't like that guy. Or right. Chancey Stuckey saying, no, nah, I don't like that guy. This is more of the head coach saying, I told you guys you had X number of scholarships this year. So if you want to take this kid, then tell me where you're cutting. That's what a head coach has to do. I told you you're getting 12 this year. I'm just throwing that number out there. I told you you're not getting more than 12. So if you're going to take a fourth receiver, that's fine. And take seven receivers for all I care, but you're only getting 12. <laughs> and that's how it works. And, and so, uh, or, or 10, whatever you get the point that I'm making. And then they got to figure out how to make it work. What's more important, a fourth receiver a year after getting four last year or a second offensive tackle sure. or a second running back. And that's, yeah, that's where I'm, you've got to think about, think about I'm, this. I'm, I'm like thinking about like the, uh, like the, vantage point or the perspective of maybe taking two safeties and treating Isaiah Cannon as a athlete. You know what I mean? Sure. Like a wide receiver that could play safety. Like that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that, but let, let's, yeah. w- let's play. This is what, this is what we'd have to do if we're in a room yeah. having this conversation. Okay. Sure. I, I like yep. that. But what if he's your best receiver of the three? Now you're in a situation where you've got two safeties in the 23 class two safeties in the 24 class and only one returning safety on your roster that next year. And he's a fifth year senior. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're just talking about for 2024 yeah. circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know I mean? Cause we're, we're, we're coming into that season and I'm saying going into 2025. 2025 so okay. like right now, Notre Dame has five scholarship safeties, correct? Well, six, yes. if you want to count Thomas, uh, Thomas yeah. Harper. Sure. Two of them are flat out gone after this year. No question gone. Yeah. Two of the others are seniors that will be gone next year after next yeah. year. Could be gone after this year, depending on how they play. And then now you're left with Ben Minich, Adon Schuler, and two guys from this class. Good football players, most likely, depending on who they get. But yeah. now you're in a – I hope this guy doesn't get hurt. hope that guy doesn't get hurt because now you're in a situation where – and by that point in time, there is no Clarence Lewis or Ryan Barnes most likely to move to safety. Sure. So it makes sense, but now you're almost forced to move Isaiah Canyon. But what if he's balling out a receiver? What if he's him and Cam Williams are the two best receivers in the class? So um, it, it it's it, it's such it's a fun tricky. conversation. Yeah, it's tricky. It, it is because then we could also, you know, there is the transfer portal sort of the conversation too, right? We're like, okay, I need another safety. I'll go get another safety. Like there's, I mean, because you, I mean. Because, I mean, you just used Thomas Harper part of the conversation, right? Like, he is a guy that they got from transfer portal. They got Brandon Joseph last year. So, 
yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a nuanced conversation. Honestly, it would be, I would have a lot of fun with that conversation yeah. if I'm in a room with a bunch of coaches, like, because then you're like pounding the table and being like, I get it, but like, can't pass on that yeah. kid, man. Just can't pass yeah. on him. Like, I get it though. I get I, it. We'll figure I it out. I think what I would do is, is I would, I would say, if I'm an offensive coach, I'd say this, like, we have to have, so like, this number two tight end converse that's over it's done it's decided we're not taking a second tight end barring someone leaving the program we're not taking a second tight end in this class right we're not taking a second quarterback in this class either and if we get i this is us looking at from a coaching standpoint if we get styles prescott it's gearby lambert or bust and that's it i'm okay taking three offensive linemen in this class if you get styles prescott unless you're able to get Kirby Lambert. I'm not taking yeah. I'm not taking Grant Bricks. I'm not taking Kevin Haywood. I'm not taking unless some kid comes along, the next Joe Walt comes along that we don't know about yet. And and so I'm going there. We have to get a second second running back. After that, now we can justify doing that. And then we'll figure the Gearby Lambert one out later if he yeah. wants to come kind of thing. I think that would be the argument that I would make if I was the offensive staff. And and then the other one is here, but here's the other rub. Do you maybe want to consider leaving that fourth spot open? As much as you may love a Jason Robinson or one of these other guys, that maybe down the road, if you have the season that we're talking about, you might be able to get more interest from a, a Ryan Wingo down the road. Right, right. Like I like that. Because yep. if you if you take all three of them now, you are literally completely done. I mean, if, if you have a monster season – you can't now then go out and, you know, if, if some stud player wants to to look at you again. For me personally, I think building a roster-wise, it makes sense to go four last year, three this year, three next year with two tight ends next year as well. Two backs this year, two tight ends next year. That's the kind of the route that I would go for me. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and, and if I can figure out a way to get four based on my current roster, because look, guys, the portal's open for three more days. It is. There, there may be some things happen the next couple of days. You're like, yep, we can take we can take four now. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. You know, but I do think back to the kind of receiver, Ryan, I do think it it speaks volumes about how much this has changed uh, in the last couple of years to where now you're you're in a predicament where you may have to turn some good players away. Maybe. And again, we're not saying that they're going to turn anybody away. We're not saying that. I am saying, however, the plan all along has been for three. But because of what they've done, they could be in a situation where you you're gonna have to turn because here's what they're doing. They're gonna they're gonna have to drop drop Josiah Brown. Yes. They're gonna have to drop Bredell Richardson, two guys we know they like a lot. For for because we're not even talking about those guys. They've already yeah. dropped Quasi Gilmer. Jeremiah McClellan. Uh, they've already dropped TJ Moore. They've dropped yeah. TJ McClellan or Jeremiah McClellan. There's a they've dropped Daniel Freetag. They've dropped a lot of guys because they focused on a smaller list of dudes. Yep. And so uh what you all have to understand is there's no way, no way this staff would dream of saying no to Isaiah Canyon. None, none of the three that we're talking about, Ryan, that is the lowest chance they say no to. You, you know, what's funny, Brian is Isaiah Canyon's that guy right now for people where they just like look at the recruiting ranking and stuff. And they're just like, Nope, don't want him. But he's the guy, yep. kind of kid also that will rise as a senior and be yep. like a top hundred kid. And then they'll be well, like, Oh, we can't, we can't lose him. Like well, close and, to and, <laughs> and here's the problem. One net, yeah. network already has in the top hundred. Do they really? But it's the most unreliable that. one out there. It's on three. On three. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you can't be like, Oh, 
on three because then it's like, yeah, but they also have CJ Carr a hundred spots lower than him, right? That's just the stupid part about it, right? Yeah. But his rankings are ESPN jumps him up to two forty in their most recent recent rankings. Rival still hasn't found the time. Apparently, it's still not important enough for them to even give him a grade. Period. He's a five six three star, you know. So which they that's what they basically that's what they throw on a kid that they just okay he's getting offers let's just make a profile for him you know is basically what that is but he is an absolute dude so let's let's kind of talk about these three guys you mentioned uh, micah gilbert ryan he's going to make his decision on on on, uh may 2nd yes I, i i the thing i like about him is notre dame the way that they play offense I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and I want you to speak to your agreement or not, because this is not something that you and I have necessarily specifically talked about. Okay. I believe you have to get a guy like Micah Gilbert every single year. Because when you're a team like Notre Dame, where you're a pro-style team that is going to run a lot of one-on-ones into the boundary and a lot of RPOs, the big, physical, phenomenal hands, strong, volume pass catcher, you need yep. one of every year. I Jim think Great House esque. Yeah. I, yes. Right. I yeah. think Great House was that guy last year. And I think you could argue that Rico, in a different body type, brings some of the volume aspects as well, just more of a field volume guy. Yeah. I'm more looking at the bigger, the guy that can play the boundary or the field or the slot, those two spots. Great House was that guy last year. Yeah. Micah Gilbert is that guy this year. Because, see, I could see Cam Williams not being a volume guy. Cam could do that, too. Cam could do whatever the heck he wants. Yeah. But I could see Cam being that X guy that averages like 19 yards a catch. 50 catches right? for 1,000 yards. Right. Like, so if, yeah. if we're comparing yeah. him to the to to the Clemson group, right, like Cam is more Justin Ross in this scenario than he would be T. Higgins or a Mike Williams who are more yeah. volume guys in that group. Right. That's where I'm coming from. And, you know, to me, that that is that makes him a and you know this, Ryan, I've I've been incredibly high on him for a while. And it's not just the talent, but I, I think the, the thing on him is I think people focus too much on the speed or lack of he's not slow, but he's not fast either. Yeah. He's probably a would you say a four, six guy. You think that's yeah, fair? Fine. Like four, Precise, six guy. Fine. Yeah, but he's got great feet and he's strong and he is he is one of the two or three best pure pass catchers, like catchers of the football. Not so I say pass catcher because that can be a phrase used for wide receiver. So I'm going to be specific. He's one of the three or four best. I'll say this. I'll be three or four best pure pass catchers of the football in this class, meaning hand strength combined with concentration, focus, catch radius, all that. He ha- his hands are absolute glue, they in are. my opinion, and he then fits that 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 volume guy to a T, which is why I've always felt that Micah Gilbert or a guy like him is an absolute must in this class. And I, as much as I love the other guys, I don't know if anyone brings that specific, unique trait to the same degree that he does. Isaiah Kenyon maybe could be that guy, but I could also see Isaiah being an X, being a, a Z, being more of a downfield vertical guy as opposed to a guy that catches 80 passes in my opinion like i could see let's just say down the road your two best receivers are micah gilbert and cam williams i could see them both being like a thousand yard guys but 
Cam does it on 60 catches and Micah does it on 80. Right. Right. Is that, yeah. Is that right? So that's, that's why to me, even though we don't talk a lot about him and it's his, this rise has happened so quickly. That's why to me, Micah Gilbert's a very important player for Notre Dame to potentially land in this class. Yeah. I I think my one, because I agree with that. I think that my one thing, though, is that if you ask me what Notre Dame needs more of on this roster, Brian, I would also I would also say Jason Jason Robinson's probably what they need more of, right? Like they just don't have that type enough, um, in my opinion. Like you just had to convert Chris Tyree to that position yep. because you don't have enough of that on your roster, right? I mean, you have Caleb Smith that's coming in in twenty twenty three, obviously, but you still need more of those guys that are like that. Route runner, space type that can play both field spots potentially, but are guys that could also play in the slots and could do that. So, like, that's kind of where my, I guess that's where I get stuck on the, if the numbers don't work out and you have to pass, unfortunately, on Jason Robinson because I'm just like that. But that type's so important, right? Like he's because I just don't think there's enough of him. Here's the here's the disagreement that you and I have. I don't disagree at all with what you just said about the need you you know i've been making this case for a long time you need it that skill set and that's why i would advocate if i was a receivers coach that's exactly what you just said is exactly what pound the table for number four here's my only concern i don't necessarily view him as a natural slot that's my he's got a slot body he doesn't have a slot game that's my only concern right now in for the point that you're making but that's actually something I love about him because the guy that I've compared him to is Jahan Dotson, who was an outside receiver. And that's what I, I mean, he's a, he, Jason Robinson, in my opinion, is one of the five best route runners in this class, like nationally. Yeah. Like he's a, and he's, and he's got great hands as well, especially when you consider how small he is. Like he's, he's, yep. he's like 145 pounds and that's it. I just don't necessarily view him as a, as a guy that you're like, to me, I don't view him the way that I view Caleb Smith, for example. I think they have, I think their bodies are so, somewhat similar, but I really view Jason Robinson as having more of an outside game. That's my only, that's my only pushback to your point, Ryan, about Jason specifically. But even then, as an outside guy, I think you could still make the case that you made. I just would make it more of an outside guy. He's more of the shifty. Because I actually think he's more of a Rico Flores than he is a Caleb Smith. But I would argue they also need more of that on the roster. They do. Because a lot of the other guys are the tall. Cam Williams is a tall, vertical guy. Braylon's that. Uh, Micah Gilbert's the big physical boundary guy. I think that that, uh, Isaiah Canyon's the big, tall, vertical, fast, vertical guy. He's more Braylon James and Cam Williams than he is Rico Flores. So I would make the same case. I just I would just make it a little bit different. I just the other thing too is a guy that's 145 pounds working a slot where he's going to be getting jammed around a lot. That oh, makes man. he's he's too. 160. He's 160. Yeah, no. Give him a little bit more. He, Give him a he, little bit more. So he maybe put on 15 pounds since he was at Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Come on, man. So, Come on. Give um, something. But no, he's he's literally I think in the one he weighed in in the 140s. Or this yeah. it. But I can live with that because he's going to put on weight. Yeah. And we've seen guys that I mean, what was what was um, Tutu Atwell's weight at the combo? Was he like uh, 148? 
<laughs> combine? Uh, it was like 156, but yeah, it's still it so, was something. That was crazy. after, what, four years of college. So that yeah. would be my D- only. Dylan, Dylan Edwards is also 155, and they had a right. commitment from him, obviously. But last year, he's so. a different type of player than yeah. Jason Robinson. Dylan's more of the argument that you made. A guy like Dylan Edwards is more fits into the argument that you made. I think Jason's more of a natural wide receiver than a than a shifty slot guy. That that's my only would be my only my only pushback on that. But end of the day, I, I I'd still want four, and I'd still t- like for me. I played a devil's advocate argument earlier. Do you want to take four and then maybe miss out on a chance down the road? My answer to that would be. Actually, yeah, I would. Because if you get Jason Robinson this summer and and Isaiah Canyon soon and Micah Gilbert soon, do you know what those three guys have in common, Ryan? They didn't need to be convinced yeah. to come here by what you see in the fall. They already bought in. If you need to see Sam Hartman go for 4,000 yards before you're willing to buy in, are you really as bought in? Give me those guys that understood what we're trying to do because it's not like we're talking about them being top 250 guys. Sure. I personally grade all the lowest I grade any of those guys is 150, the 150 range. They're all top 100 caliber players and like borderline top. And Jason Robinson, I made this case if Jason Robinson was an inch or two taller, about 15, 20 pounds heavier, he's an easy top 100 player. Yeah. He's one of the most polished. Like pure, just t- take out all the measurables. He's one of the 10 best receivers in this class, in my opinion. And he's a better natural receiver than anybody that we're talking about on this board, not named Cam Williams. But the size is the f- is there, right? Sure. But for me, I would personally take all four, including Cam Williams, because they want to be here if okay. that's the choice that they made. And if Ryan Wingo needs to be convinced by the season, that's okay. You made that choice. I feel pretty good about the four we're putting together. I do. And I think they all fit the pro-style nature that Notre Dame wants to be, but they also bring some different RPO aspects to it. And I think that's the thing for me is I don't know that 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 the only issue I have is I don't know that they have a guy that's necessarily an after-the-catch guy in the new group. I think the best after-the-catch guy would still be Cam Williams not Jason Robinson. So that's my, just looking at their games on film. That would be my stance. But I'll say this, if you, if you're able to get that four Ryan, or even just three of those four, it's one heck of a receiver class right after last year's receiver class. And all of a sudden Notre Dame stacking receivers up as good as anybody, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think the early returns from the 2023 class, like, I mean, people can call Isaiah Canyon a, a gamble if you want, right? Like a high upside, low floor type of dude, which is fair. But, like, after you just got Rico, Jane Greathouse, and Braylon with what you've seen in the spring, you, you can take some of those guys, man, because you got some guys that can play. So yeah. you're uh, you're in a good spot, man. Yeah, so, so right now, Ryan, Robinson visited, I think yes. it's Notre 17th. Dame – Colorado yeah. and Cal. Yep. You've said that what Colorado you think is the toughest competition right now, or do you think Cal is? Man, I don't even know. I mean, I think Notre Dame's pretty clear yeah. leader right now. <laughs> so that's kind of uh, where we are with it. Yeah. Isaiah Canyon, you know, he's going to make a decision, I think, soon, very soon. Yep. Yep. 
and well, and then obviously Micah Gilbert's going to make his in the second. So you're going to go from just not a lot of movement at receiver potentially for months. I mean, they, they got Cam Williams back in June or last, excuse me, last July, I believe. Yep. And now you're sitting here talking about you could potentially add two to three guys in a matter of a couple months if they're able to close on all these guys. And the, the other thing, too, is if you're able to get Gil, uh, Canyon and Gilbert soon, now you you have you have even more reason to let Jason play the process out because you out. don't have to. Yeah. You've got a couple months to figure it out. You don't. The mistake that Notre, here's the one mistake Notre Dame can make right is telling Jason Robinson no right now. If they got the other two kids, if hypothetically, yeah, I'd say no, man, you're it, you're you're all that's left, buddy. But but take your visits, all good. You don't need to rush. We we got our three. You go figure it out, and then that gives you time to let the roster shape up over the next couple of weeks and figure out where you are, you know, cause then you'll find a, Hey, look, we're, we're not where we thought hoped we would be at safety. So we're going to do what, what Ryan said. And we're going to take Jason Robinson knowing that there's a chance that Isaiah Canyon may be a guy that could go help us somewhere else. Right. You know, like something Brent, like Brent, that. Brandon right? Hillman ish vibe to it. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Although if I'm Chancey Stuckey and, and Jared Parker, I'm, I'm fighting like crazy to not <laughs> let the defense have him. And I don't know that they've talked Isaiah Canyon about playing defense. So that'd be the other thing too, is, is you, you can't take a kid's commitment in, in thinking you're, and by the way, this is our opinion. We're not saying that Notre Dame views him as a safety. Yep. I've never heard that ever from anyone. This is just us talking here. But um, I think the kid is a dude. I, Micah Gilbert, I think is a guy you have to have. Isaiah Canyon's the interesting one for me, Ryan. I don't know. Have you and I really talked? I know you and Sean have talked about him. But have yeah. you and I talked about him publicly about kind of thoughts on 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 how you see him as a player? Because to me, I feel like we have. I see a guy that's one of the best athletes on the on the board. Uh, yeah, I mean, six three, I mean, almost two hundred pounds, right? <laughs> fast. I think the only reason he's not ranked higher by some is because I don't think people know where to project him, and I think that's more of a an issue for the re- recruiting services than it is for him, in my opinion. Yeah. Plays at a very good high school. Plays quarterback, receiver, DB. And he Hunters. looks like a Division One player on both sides yeah. of the ball. I mean, yes. he does. He, if I was a, an FCS team running a, a, a read option offense, I'd want him at quarterback. He's got a decent arm. I mean, you know, again, I mean, even if I was a Group of Five team, I might consider it right, like Georgia State or something like, like quarterback that. Quarterback like... needs to be a thousand yard rusher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so you don't think he can run Troy Taylor's offense the way that they did it last year with that kid that rushed for a thousand yards? So that's kind of where I'm at, Ryan. I, I think Isaiah Canyon to me is a, is an intriguing player because you just know we've talked about this. Notre Dame is trying to recruit more guys that are different. Yeah. That are just, you look at them and you say, that guy's different. And when I look at Isaiah Canyon, I see a guy that's over 6'3. He's going to be over 200 pounds when it's all said and done. And he's a burner. Because we've talked about how explosive Braylon James is. Braylon ran a four four seven laser timed. Yeah. Isaiah ran a four five one. Isaiah is a full inch taller than Braylon, and about fifteen pounds heavier than what Braylon was at the time that they yep. ran those. And so you're you're a very comparable athlete to Braylon James, just in a bigger form, you know, and a guy that can do multiple things. I I, I think guys like him are rare. They really are. I don't understand the recruiting rankings. I don't understand why some teams are not on him more. I think it's just not seen enough of him. But 
this is the kind of kid Notre Dame has to start stealing from the South. It, it does it's not seem the like top 50 guy. It's not the Jeremiah Smith. You're not going to get those guys. It's this kind of guy. Go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it does seem like everywhere that Isaiah has gone to, like Florida State, for instance, though, they offer him because then they see him in person, right? Like, he's one of those guys where, like, you just kind of want to verify everything that you're hearing on the camp circuit type of thing, and he's getting those offers when he's going to Florida States of the world, for instance. So, yeah, man, late riser because, again, he and it is a tough time projecting a little bit, right? Because you see a little bit of him at wide receiver, but it's like a lot of what he does is just him being a better athlete than everybody around him. So I think for me – the reason that I tend to fall in love with these kind of guys is because I've spent my whole career evaluating those kind of guys. This is what we had to do at the division three level. I had to find some kid who played receiver, but didn't get the ball because his offense he played in. Because if the kid got the ball, he'd be getting a full ride scholarship somewhere. I had to find that quarterback that I could say, you look at his footwork, his technique, what are his hips like all that. Then I can project that to to receiver. Cause I, I think one of the biggest mistakes that teams make nowadays is they're not willing to take enough athletes at wide receiver because there's so much, there's so many receivers out there that you can see a million seven on seven clips from and a million high school clips from a receiver that teams aren't willing to take the gamble on that. What I like about Notre Dame is that they're more willing to do that with a kid like this, with a Brandon Hillman, right? I mean, that's kind of the risk that they took on Brandon Hillman. And and Isaiah Canyon has a much higher view of, or a much higher ranking now than what Brandon Hillman had at this time a year ago. Oh, big time. But very similar type of players. Just they play all over. You know, another guy that was like this coming out of high school, Jalen Sneed. You know, another guy that was like this coming out of high school, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Didn't have a position, but... You're just like, this guy can play, man. This guy's a good football player. Not all not all of them pan out. Prince Collie was like that. He didn't pan out. Yep. You know, partly because of injury and, you know, some other some other things going on there. But that's my thing with I look Isaiah Canyon. I just I see a guy that just has you cannot you have when you come across you can't, man. As a wide receiver, I can teach you your stance. I can teach you your start. I can teach this was always my philosophy, and it still is. I don't care if a guy can run routes or not. Does he have the footwork and the foot quickness, the agility, the balance, the the ankle flexibility to be a good route runner? Does he have the hips to be a good route runner? Does he have the feel for playing the game of football? Does he have the ball skills? Do you have the catch radius? Like, give me the tools, and then I can teach you how to play wide receiver. I, I just I've always believed that, and the reason I'm more willing to take that guy now is because I feel like they actually have a receivers coach that can teach them those things. Isaiah Canyon would have scared the heck out of me under the previous regime yeah because i said who's going to teach him how to play man exactly who's going to teach this kid how to play right well chancey stucky will (laughs) you know what i mean he will and you start feeling pretty good about that so he he's the guy that your um you also have your offensive coordinator jared park who has a great reputation as a wide receiver coach as well so yeah played wide receiver in the sec that's a good point it's a very good point very good point so isaiah canyon is a very intriguing player to me ryan and yeah, we, I won't ask you to do that, but here's my grade for them all. Just so mm-hmm. for people that don't know, uh, I'm going to have film evals coming up on these guys. Isaiah Canyon graded out top 100 for me with five-star upside. Micah Gilbert is 4.5 or 4.0 star top 150 player with four and a half star upside. And Jason Robinson grades out also as a, as a top 150 player with four and a half star upside. 
the four and a half stars for him, Ryan, comes from if he's able to physically hold up, he's going to be a yes. dude. Yep. That's it. That's that's my only that's my only concern on Jason. That's it. He's the most polished receiver in the class, ahead of Cam, ahead of all of them. He is the most polished because I don't have to teach him a dang thing. You Matt don't. Bayless is going to have a like if I'm the receivers coach in their name, it's like, dude, Matt Bayless is going to have a bigger say in, in this kid's future than I will because. <laughs> I'm refining some stuff and I'm teaching them some things that we do, but like Jason sure. Robinson shows up knowing how to play this game at a very high level. Does very yeah. high level. And I mean, he is a big time player. What, what you just, saw what you saw Jaden Greathouse catch eleven passes in the blue goal game. I'm not gonna say Jason Robinson would also do that, but like he'll catch some passes in the blue right. goal game. It's just like he's that's what he does, he, man. It's just what he does. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and I mean, because he's in the same vein as Jaden and Rico. Cause remember you and I were having this debate this summer. When we were not some uh, this winter, it wasn't a debate. It was just we were kind of the the superlatives for the class, and the and the one sort of back and forth you had is you know who's the better route runner, Rico or Jaden? Yeah, and that's how it was all spring. Jaden had the breakout spring game, but Rico had the better overall spring. Mm-hmm. And why was that? They're talented, number one, yes. but number two, they're super polished. Super you polished. don't have to teach them as much as you have to teach Braylon. Right. Braylon might have, I think Braylon has the highest ceiling of all of them. Sure. If they all maximize their ability, Braylon is the best of all of them, in my opinion, because he has the most physical tools. But that's what Jason Robinson is, just in a smaller package. Like this kid's going to show up mentally and technically ready to play right now. Yep. My, I have one, I walk into Matt Bayless's offense. And I say, I will I will give you a $1,000 gift card to Ruth's Chris if you can get this kid up to 170 Yeah. By it, the fall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, like yeah. that's it. I mean, um, because the talent is there, Ryan. It's just yeah. the size. That's the only, the only knock I have on that kid. Like, if you put Jason Robinson's game in, into Isaiah Canyon, you have a five-star player. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yep. <laughs> yep. Jason also, he also wins at the catch point. Oh, yes. dang well for his size. It's weird. That's, and Ryan, that right there, that's why I compare him to Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Because I thought Jahan was pretty good at that for being such a small guy. He was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, and that's also, why I view him more of an outside guy. I feel like in the slot, you take away that a little bit from him. Right. I mean, because like you said, his, his ability to outplay bigger guys for the ball, and and he's playing. He's at Long Beach Poly, right? He's yes. not playing against, you know, decent these comp, little tiny comp. private school kids in California, like like Amir Carlisle played against, right? Yeah. Where Amir Carlisle, his size five ten, a buck eighty five, was big in his league, right? I mean, Jason's playing against a bunch of future Division one football players, and he he just he's outstanding. So it's it's a it's an interesting deal, man. It's a it's a it's a great problem to have, right? How how are you going to fit all these guys? Yep. If you if you could, if you could, I'm gonna I will ask you this. I know you want all three of them. If you had, if you could prioritize them, what would it be? Man, probably Canyon Robinson and then Gilbert. Honestly, mm-hmm. probably I don't know. That's tough though. I mean, I don't want to prioritize them. I just want to yeah. take all three because they're yeah. just so different. It's like. It's hard to prioritize because they're just bring so much 
different things right. to the table. Like they're not similar at all. Yes. It'd be much easier if you gave me like Micah Gilbert and another big body outside receiver that isn't like the biggest vertical sure. guy of all time. Like I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll easily dissect those guys. But comparing Micah Gilbert Canyon to Jason to Robinson is like, right, right. what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if I was going to say, okay, Ryan, uh, how would you prioritize them? Canyon uh, and Breedell Richardson. Well, that's right. an easy one because they're somewhat, Somewhat you know, similar, yeah. yeah, and and or if I was saying, hey, Jason Robinson, or you know, Zion Reagans or Ryan yes. Pelham, or you know, guys like that, it'd be easy one, smaller guys, easy yeah, one. yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> this one's a little bit harder. It, it is, it is. That's, like, that's um, why. That's why. That's why I hate when people. Um, this happens in like the draft space all the time. It's like, which of these wide receivers do you like better? I'm like, they're all different. Like yeah. it's a very different conversation. Like, the uh, the other thing too is Ryan, when we first got word of Notre Dame's interest in in uh, Isaiah Canyon, it's about the same time that you started seeing them backing off of a couple other guys. Yeah, Jeremiah McClellan being one, because I'll, I'll give Notre Dame credit. Uh, they got on Isaiah Canyon before almost everybody else. They did. That's why they are where they are. They saw him. They saw that potential before anybody else did. And that's why they're in a great position to potentially close with that kid. Yep. Because, and and that's something I, I give this staff, you know, Chad, Chad Bowden. I mean, Chad Bowden's the one that found Armel Mookum last year. He's the one that found Brandon Hillman. It wasn't the position coaches. It was him. And and similar thing here with Isaiah Canyon and Chancey Stuckey also was part of that deal too because obviously he's from Warner Robins from the same city. Yes. Because this is the kind of kid that I've said this before. This is how Notre Dame has to recruit for all the people that love the stars. Now he may eventually become a highly ranked guy. Yep, he could. And but you've got to find you've got to be first on these guys. You've got to find them before everybody else does. You got to be months ahead of Georgia if you're ever going to have a shot at getting a kid like this and keeping him. They're going to have to be months ahead of Ohio State, months ahead of Alabama, months ahead of these other teams, and they were. But it also caused them to back off some much more highly ranked players. Yep. That's the other part of it too. And so for people who might look at his ranking and be like, yeah, okay, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that this staff backed off of much more highly ranked guys, including one guy that's probably going to go to Ohio State yeah. because they liked, they thought this kid was a better player. And we'll find out if they're right or not, but I tend to think that they are.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.